Good evening. Welcome to Trinity Lutheran Church. I'm Pastor Bibb, and to the second of our midweek Advent series as we continue to focus on the great O antiphons from our uh, hymn that is really the central focus of our midweek series, O Come, O Come, Emmanuel, hymn number 357. And so this evening we will hear of the uh, antiphon that mentions O Adonai, or rather address, addresses Christ as O Adonai, and that Adonai is Hebrew for Lord. And so then in the hymn it says, O Lord of Might, because that's the context behind that word. And so we'll hear about how our Lord of Might has come to save us, and how he will come again on that great and glorious last day to take us to himself forever. Our service is evening prayers. It begins on page 243. And in just a moment, I will ask you to stand and rise for the candle procession. The first reading is from Exodus, the third chapter. And the angel of the Lord appeared to him in a flame of fire out of the midst of a bush. He looked, and behold, the bush was burning, yet it was not consumed. And Moses said, I will turn aside to see this great sight, why the bush is not burned. When the Lord saw that he turned aside to see, God called to him out of the bush, Moses, Moses. And he said, Here I am. Then he said, Do not come near. Take your sandals off your feet, for the place on which you are standing is holy ground. And he said, I am the God of your father, the God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, and the God of Jacob. And Moses hid his face. For he was afraid to look at God. O Lord, have mercy on us. I God. The second reading is from Luke, the Gospel of St. Luke, the first chapter. For he who is mighty has done great things for me, and holy is his name, and his mercy is for those who fear him from generation to generation. He has shown strength with his arm. He has scattered the proud in the thoughts of their hearts. O Lord, have mercy upon us. In many and various ways, God spoke to his people of old by the prophets. Grace, mercy, and peace be to you from God the Father and from our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. As we continue our midweek Advent services based upon the hymn, O Come, O Come, Emmanuel, tonight we hear the great O Antiphon appointed for December 18th. And again, those are found there in the hymnal with hymn 357, if you'd like to read along. O Adonai and ruler of the house of Israel, who appeared to Moses in the burning bush and gave him the law on Sinai, Come with an outstretched arm and redeem us. This antiphon reflects a Christological interpretation, that is a Christ-focused interpretation, of two major theophanies of Exodus. And that word theophany means a manifestation or revealing of God. Of these two theophanies in Exodus, the first is the calling of Moses in Exodus chapter 3, which we just heard, and the giving of the law to him in Exodus chapter 20. The angel of the Lord in the burning bush, who is identified both as Yahweh, the Lord, as it is translated in English, and Elohim, or God, and who asks Moses to take a posture of worship, is understood to be the pre-incarnate Son of God. The same is true for the extensive theophany on Sinai that involved the giving of the law after the Exodus. 
Now, stanza three of our hymn this evening focuses solely on the latter of these two theophanies or manifestations of God. O come, thou Lord of might, who to thy tribes on Sinai's height in ancient times didst give the law in cloud and majesty and awe. The Lord of might, who came as fire and cloud on Sinai, is none other than the Son, who will come again on the last day with judgment and fire. Jesus in the Old Testament. For some reason, this is a connection that many Christians fail to realize or have difficulty coming to grips with. And yet, our spiritual forebears in Christ's church, they knew this well. It is reflected in our office hymn and in each of the great O antiphons. Jesus appears throughout the Old Testament. Now, the title pre-incarnate Christ is most commonly used to describe this reality. In other words, he is Jesus before we knew him as Jesus. And yet there he is, the Son of God, the Lord of might, who to thy tribes on Sinai's height in ancient times didst give the law in cloud and majesty and awe. Now, this fact is more than just cool Bible trivia that you can use at a youth event or to you know, talk with your Christian friends. It is central to God's presence and action among his people in his created world. Christ the Lord has always been with his people and worked for the salvation of his people. It is true that for most Old Testament Christians, the way Christ advented or came to them was in the prophetic word, which announced his future coming in the flesh. However, there were times when the Lord of might revealed himself visibly, as we heard in our reading from Exodus 3. And the angel of the Lord appeared to Moses in a flame of fire and out of the midst of a bush, or out of the midst of a bush. When the Lord saw that Moses turned aside to see, God called to him out of the bush, Moses, Moses. And he said, here I am. Then he said, do not come near. Take, off your, take your sandals off your feet for the place on which you are standing is holy ground. And he said, I am the God of your father, the God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, and the God of Jacob. And Moses hid his face, for he was afraid to look at God. As you ponder this, picture the events in your mind. The Lord appeared to Moses in a burning bush. Now, fire on its own is tantalizing. You've experienced this with fireplaces, with campfires and bonfires. We're drawn into it. However, this bush was not consumed. The Lord spoke from the bush, telling Moses to remove his sandals, a gesture of reverence. Where the Lord is, that place is holy. Therefore, Moses is told to remove his sandals as he stands in the presence of God, the pre-incarnate Son. Upon learning that he was speaking with God, Moses hid his face in holy fear. Now, what was the purpose of the Lord's appearing and speaking to Moses? Well, he was about to act for his people. God was going to set his people Israel free. Using Moses as his representative and Aaron as his mouthpiece, the Lord of might would act. He told Moses, I know that the king of Egypt will not let you go unless compelled by a mighty hand. So I will stretch out my hand and strike Egypt with all the wonders that I will do in it. And after that, he will let you go. And as you know, the Lord fought for his people Israel, and they were released. Despite Pharaoh's hardened heart and his stubborn pride, the Lord stretched out his arm and smote Egypt with plague after plague, and eventually drowned Pharaoh's army in the Red Sea. 
As it is written, so Moses stretched out his hand over the sea, and the sea returned to its normal course when the morning appeared. And as the Egyptians fled into it, the Lord threw the Egyptians into the midst of the sea. The waters returned and covered the chariots and the horsemen of all the host of Pharaoh that followed them into the sea. Not one of them remained. But the people of Israel walked on dry ground through the sea, the waters being a wall to them on their right hand and on their left. Thus the Lord saved Israel that day from the hand of the Egyptians, and Israel saw the Egyptians dead on the seashore. Israel saw the great power that the Lord used against the Egyptians. So the people feared the Lord, and they believed in the Lord and in his servant Moses. But this, of course, was not the only time the Adonai and ruler of Israel fought for his people. As Joshua entered the promised land with Israel, God the Son, the Lord of might, appeared again. In Joshua 5, just prior to the sieging of Jericho, we read this. When Joshua was by Jericho, he lifted up his eyes and looked, and behold, a man standing before him with his drawn sword in his hand. And Joshua went to him and said to him, Are you for us or for our adversaries? And he said, No, but I am the commander of the army of the Lord. Now I have come. And Joshua fell on his face to the earth and worshipped and said to him, What does my Lord, Adonai, is what it says in the Hebrew, What does Adonai say to his servant? And the commander of the Lord's army said to Joshua, Take off your sandals from your feet, for the place where you are standing is holy. And Joshua did so. It was after this that Jericho fell and Israel's conquest of the promised land was begun. However, all these historic victories in the life of Israel, they were all leading toward the fulfillment of an even greater promise and victory. A victory prophesied since the fall in the garden. Mary sings of this in the Magnificat. For he who is mighty has done great things for me, and holy is his name. And his mercy is for those who fear him from generation to generation. He has shown strength with his arm. He has scattered the proud in the thoughts of their hearts. Mary sings of Adonai, the Lord, our God and Savior. She sings of his mercy toward Israel, which will find its fulfillment in the holy child she carries in her womb. The Lord who revealed himself to Israel in cloud and majesty and awe will come in the most humble form imaginable. A lowly infant, born to a virgin and her betrothed in a cattle stall. There in Bethlehem, the city of David, God the Son began his military invasion to overthrow Satan. Not as a fully grown, mighty man of war, but as a newborn baby. Isn't it magnificent? God be praised. The Christmas hymn, What Child Is This?, captures the scene. Why lies he in such mean a state where ox and ass are feeding? Good Christian fear, for sinners here the silent word is pleading. Nails, spears shall pierce him through, the cross be born for me, for you. Hail, hail, the word made flesh, the babe, the son of Mary. The Lord of might who appeared to Moses in the burning bush, the commander of the Lord's armies who came with sword in hand to Joshua, the babe, the son of Mary. These are all Christ Jesus. And so you see, the Lord has always fought for you, his church. He came to fulfill his own law when you had broken it. He was baptized for you by John in the Jordan, taking upon himself the filth of your sins. 
He bore your sin in his flesh on the cross where he was pierced for your transgressions. And with an outstretched arm, two actually, he redeemed you by his holy precious blood and his innocent suffering and death. And for what reason did he do all this? He is your Lord and your Redeemer. Our Adonai, Jesus, who is the ruler of Israel, his holy church, has redeemed you, dear saints. He has fulfilled his promises and overcome your enemies. Sin, death, and Satan lie vanquished at his feet. On the third day he rose triumphant from the grave and ascended to the right hand of the Father to rule and reign on high until he comes again. Until that great last day. May the Holy Spirit keep us steadfast in his word and sustain us with Christ's sacraments and grant us peace. And so in closing, let us read together that second O Antiphon appointed for December 18th. And then let us join our voices to sing and to pray stanza three of our office hymn again. We read, O Adonai and ruler of the house of Israel, who appeared to Moses in the burning bush, and gave him the law on Sinai, come with an outstretched arm and redeem us. O come, O come, thou Lord of might, who to thy tribes on Sinai's height in ancient times didst of God, which surpasses understanding, watch and guard your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus, our Lord of might, who has redeemed us with his outstretched arm. Amen. Stir up our hearts, O Lord, to make ready the way of your only begotten Son, that by his coming we may be enabled to serve you with pure minds. Through the same Jesus Christ, our Lord, who lives and reigns with you in the Holy Spirit, one God now and forever. Good evening to you all, and go in that peace of our Lord who has fought and won the battle for you, delivers his gifts of grace and his word and sacraments, and will preserve you by his spirit until he comes to take you to paradise eternally. I'll greet you at the door.